I recently made a post on Facebook about my upcoming name change. Somebody responded or actually sent me a message that said, I am in awe. How did you get through a divorce, felt better, bounced back, got your home, etc.? I'm starting to go towards my tunnel. I don't see the light. Yet. I responded, No. It's very dark for a while. You're right where you're meant to be. And you are right where you're meant to be. If you've ever gone through a dark night or if you feel like you might be, if you've ever gone through a hard change or feel like it's time to go through that hard change, this is the episode for you. You're listening to The Boundless Heart. I am doing everything I can to ensure that my own heart is boundless. It's not easy. This podcast is meant to empower women everywhere into shameless self-respect, independence, and equal partnership. This is another solo episode, so it's just going to be me, and I'm going to respond to this question in a little bit more depth and give you a wonderful tool that I have used to come so fully into myself that I know what my next move is. How did you do all these things? How did you get through a divorce, feel better, bounce back, get your home? How do you get through these things? I said, no, it's very dark for a while. It's the womb. You are right where you're meant to be. And then I said, I love you. I don't know her too well. I worked with her for a little while. And basically, I love everyone. So like, if you're listening, I love you. Uh, I also said I'm proud of you because I have to tell you, diving into that depth is really scary. It's really, really, really scary. It's scarier than staying in a relationship. That's not good for you. Of course, I asked her if she heard the pussy episode because that one is so grounding and it gets you so home in yourself. And then I told her a little bit about what I had done. I left my ex at the end of January and it has been very, emphasis, very hard. But through the dark, there is light. There is. But the darkness has its purpose too. And that's what we don't get in this culture, it seems. We get that only the action and the light and the daytime and getting things done and being productive and not ever resting is kind of the only way to be. (laughs) But that's just not true. In fact, I have a dear friend of mine who taught a class once. And in that class, she said, you've got to go into the yin. Our society is very yang, right? So yin yang. Yang is the masculine doing action type of energy. We're so yang, but the yang is really empty if it's not preceded by a period of yin, by a period of rest, womb, dark. Dark doesn't mean bad. So let's definitely take that out of the equation. Dark and bad are not the same thing. Sad is not bad. Emotions are not bad. There was a song that I listened to in uh, college because there was a line in the song, I think it was Dashboard Confessional. If it wasn't, it was Bright Eyes. One of the lines in the song was, don't follow your heart because it just seems to get in your way. And I felt like that explained my life completely, but also I was kind of pissed about it because I wanted to follow my heart. We all do. I want it so bad to just listen to that inner voice and follow it and let that be okay or 
what I really wanted was for other people to see that that was okay and to validate that that inner voice was okay for me to follow. I grew up in the upper Midwest in Minnesota, and that's not really what's validated there. I didn't spend time in the dark consciously. I'll say it that way with an awareness of what I'm doing and why. But we all spend time in the dark, whether we want to, whether we're doing it with our full awareness and consciousness or not. Depression is dark. Anxiety is dark. All of the things that want to point you to the light (laughs) are dark. (laughs) Think about it. Your soul is whispering to you all the time. How do you connect to your soul in the quiet when you're meditating, when your eyes are closed, when you're dreaming, when you're not even conscious? It's dark. At nighttime, it's dark. You've got to start to love the dark because that's where when you do come into the light, it's not empty anymore. You are so full. Back to the yin-yang, the dark is the yin. And I'll talk about my situation a little bit here. Being married to someone who was not the kind of person that amplified my radiance was really hard because I was doing basically the codependent patriarchal prescription to make things work for me, no matter what those things are. So I was trying so hard in my second marriage, as I did in my first until I got past it in that one. But I jumped back in and I did it again. I was trying so hard to make it work. And it wasn't, it was not working. I could not get myself to just be happy with what was. I'm fine with that now, (laughs) but we're not really fine with that, are we? Because we're taught that we should be able to do all of the things and be happy with everything. So I'm sitting there working my butt off on my own emotional state and regulating my own nervous system and then trying so hard. And I hope you listened to the last episode of Makia Smith-Thomas because we talk about what codependency actually is. And most of us don't know. And it's fascinating. But I was working so hard at trying to regulate his nervous system. I would think that if I could regulate mine enough, it would magically like make him feel differently. I was thinking that if we watched Eckhart Tolle talk to Russell Brand, maybe he would get it like all the way embodied. That's just not how life works. People are where they are. And it's not enough to accept where someone is and not yourself at the same time. I'm hoping this makes sense because, yes, we want to accept everyone for where they are, but I feel like we use that as an excuse to stay in a relationship or stay in a situation or a family or whatever it is that crushes us, that depletes us of our light and our life force. Well, I can accept where this person is. I can accept this person. Yeah, you can. You totally can. That doesn't mean you have to stay bound to them. This is the boundless heart. We are unbinding ourselves from situations and people that are not serving us. 
My point is that I was working my butt off. I was in yang constantly. So it's no surprise that when I finally heard what I had to hear, you couldn't survive without me. When I heard that, finally, I said, this is enough work. It's time for me to go dark. Not evil, dark, different. (laughs) So interestingly, but not that surprising, I knew somebody who two weeks prior came to a yoga class that I played some music for and I drove her home and she said that she had a room for rent. Two weeks later, all this stuff happened with my ex-husband and I knew in that moment I have to leave because my soul is not going to put up with this any longer. I texted her and she said, yep, it's still available. And that's how I got that place to land. And I was able to go into the dark deeply. I didn't work at all in February. I faced so many of my own demons in that dark. So many. So much judgment. So much self-hatred. I couldn't actually believe how much I felt hatred toward myself. I cried constantly for a while. I didn't know what to do. And I have a rule where if I don't know what to do, I don't do anything. That's actually a really good rule to have for yourself. Call it a guideline, call it whatever you want. But if you're not sure what to do, most of us, and me included, will think about it and try to figure out what to do so hard. The body knows what to do. (laughs) Your mind doesn't, I promise. (laughs) Your mind can get the logical steps in order to get the thing that your body wants to do done, but your mind doesn't know what to actually do. That's up to your body. Most of us disembodied a long time ago. So here's the tool. Get into your body. (laughs) This is the tool. And here's what I would say. I would say I eject all energy that is not mine from my body, mind, spirit, and cells now. Three times. I eject all energy that is not mine from my body, mind, spirit, and cells now. And here's the thing. The reason other energy is in us or is attached to us or whatever it may be is because our energy is somewhere else. If we are constantly overthinking, it's as though we're not... (laughs) It's as though we've emptied a part of us of our own light and energy and something else is going to come in and fill it. I think this is how empaths and narcissists work. If you look at a narcissist energetically, there's no energy in them. There isn't. They get every single imaginable validation from outside themselves. Here's the thing. If you look at an empath, their energy is outside themselves, trying to manipulate every, in a positive way, everyone else's energy around them in order to feel what they want to feel because, and I can say this, I am empathic and I feel other people's feelings. So I know usually what's going on in the room. And if I'm not comfortable with it in the past, I would try to, okay, I'm going to change how they're feeling. So I feel that instead. Okay. So just imagine it. They're just switching their energies. It's like 
totally codependent. And I say that with lightness only because I've lived through it and you can get through it and you can get past it and you can be done with it. The way to do it is to pull your energy back. Pull your energy back. Keep pulling your energy back. So first go ahead and eject whatever isn't yours and then literally say, I am pulling all of my energy back and don't just say it, do it. Feel your energy coming all the way back into you. I highly, highly, highly recommend you listen to episode 11 if you haven't yet, because this is how I was able to pull my energy back more than I ever have in my entire life, especially as a woman who has never learned the sacredness of what is happening around my root chakra. I was never in it. We are shamed from sometimes the day we're born. How can we be in our body? How can we feel safe when we're not connected to our genitals? How? That's where they are. They're in the root chakra. It's not just about that area, though. It's about your full body, all your chakras, all your cells. You don't have to think of it spiritually. Just think of it, I want all my energy in my toes and my ankles and my knees all up, my legs, everywhere. Just pull your energy back in and own it. This is my energy. This is what I am responsible for. And then don't try to be responsible for other people's reactions to you, other people's energy or emotions. Let them have the responsibility themselves. Because if you don't, they won't grow and neither will you. It's really beautiful what happens when you can come back into yourself and allow yourself to have your experience and to have your power and own your confidence and love and have compassion without trying to change or fix or control how the other person in whatever situation it is, is responding. If you actually let them have their experience, you're going to know so much more about whether or not you want to be around them because you're going to know if they are going to regulate their nervous system or not. And if you're an empath, trust me, you want to be around people who know how to do that. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) Okay, so here's what I did. I'm moving on, kind of. You want to get in your body because your body has the answer yes or no. And I was looking for a home because it was time. Body said, okay, time. And I did the things that you do. I went on Craigslist I even made a looking for a room type post. I looked on Facebook Marketplace when I felt to. I wasn't on it every day and I wasn't on it constantly. But when I felt to and when I felt to, things happened. And actually, I had four people who like wanted me to live at their home with them. So that's how I did it. To the person who wrote that message. I went into the dark and I spent time in the yin and I spent time being really, really sad and grieving. I mean, I grieved so hard that I dug a hole so I could plant a tree because I literally couldn't do anything else. I was grieving so hard. I couldn't function, but there was a tree that was in a pot and it was lying on its side on the ground. And I said to my roommate, do you want me to dig a hole for that tree? (laughs) And I did. And now that tree's in the ground in her yard. I also learned a lot about trying to control situations. I didn't realize that I was a people pleaser and I didn't even realize I was codependent in that way. 
I thought I was just too much of a healer type. And I, no, (laughs) I'm really not. I mean, maybe I am, but I was trying too hard or something. That's not healing for anybody trying to make somebody change. And of course, we don't want them to change. So then we want to change ourselves. So we expect them or (laughs) so we accept them. When in reality, it just doesn't work for us. So when you are at the edge and the dark tunnel is there, it is dark and it's meant to be dark because there is a lot of protection in the dark. There's a lot of so much transformation that you need the cocoon. You need the womb. But if you think about it, the womb is a place where you're becoming. The cocoon is a place where the butterfly is becoming. You can't go from a caterpillar to a butterfly without becoming the butterfly. You can't go from where you are now to where you're going. And you are. Because when you're a woman and you start to speak your truth and stand up for yourself, life takes care of you. It does. But you can't go from where you are to where you're going to without going through the dark. It's sort of amazing if you think about it. But you've got to let yourself grieve and you've got to let yourself get really pissed off, really mad, get really just rage, rage, rage so hard. Not at anybody, if you can help it. Don't rage at somebody. But rage in the dark, alone, throw pillows, or punch them, or just, what I like to do is lie on my back and just kick and kind of like scream and wriggle around until I'm tired and I can't do it anymore. And find friends that understand. Find friends who get it, who've been there, who can talk to you, who know what the dark is like. If you need to find a coach or a mentor, find a coach or a mentor to get you through this period. Because the other side, you're right. You are right. There is so much light on the other side. And you don't jump over. You don't. You go through. And you don't see the light for a while. And you have to honor that part. And when you honor that part, the light starts to come. And then the dark comes back. And you're like, I thought I was, but I thought. And then it's like, no, I'm not done with you yet. I just wanted you to know that there was going to be light. Okay. (laughs) And then it gets really dark again. And then there's going to be a twinkle of light. And it's like, oh, great. And then it's dark again. And then there's a little more light. And eventually, whenever the lessons you needed from the dark, so ask it, by the way. Ask the sadness. Why are you here? What do you have to say? Ask the rage, why are you here? What do you have to say? Ask it and journal it. You will receive as long as you're not thinking. And then the light will come. And it comes most fully when you are fully embodied. So we check the energy that's there, that is not yours, and pull your energy back to yourself. Keep listening to this show and binge the other episodes if you haven't heard them yet, because each episode gives you tools to come back home to yourself. Every single one has a message, and it's that is the thread. The only way to be boundless is to be home, fully home. 
You're so protected when you're fully home because no one else has a chance to get in because you're there. And then you don't have to do the whole energy clearing, although do it if it helps you. Then you don't have to pull the cards because you already know how you're feeling right now about this situation. And this is exactly how I got, I ended up where I'm at. I just said, I know I need a new home, so I'm going to feel home and then the home will come. That was hard to believe, but I know how this universe works, cognitively anyhow, and I thought, I'm going to test it now because I've been standing up for myself in big ways, bigger than I've ever done. So I'm going to come home to myself and I'm going to be home. And I've been practicing that pelvic floor meditation by Coco every day. And I've learned to be home. So I also know when I'm not home. And if I'm not home, that's not decision-making time. That's it's time to come home time. Get back in my body. So I saw this posting on Facebook and I messaged the person because it sounded like somebody I would totally get along with and like very easily live with. And got the message back, and really it kind of just flowed from there. Don't need to go into details because it just was like, yeah, okay, and then this happened, and then that happened, and then now I'm here. And honestly, (laughs) I moved in yesterday, so I'll have to report back, but it seems like it's going to be great. I hope that answered your question on how did I do it. It's hard. That's how I did it. If I could boil, honestly, my life since... I was probably, I would say, 25 down into a few words that explain (laughs) everything. It would be courage to change. It's not easy, but if you can muster the courage to change, it won't matter that it's dark because you know that's where the real change comes. And that's when you know that the light on the other side never went out. It's always been there. It was just waiting for you to get in that cocoon and get that transformation. Go back into the womb, go into the dark, and be recreated. (sighs) So take a moment, wherever you are, your eyes can be open, you can be exercising, you can be driving, it doesn't matter. But take a moment and just really pull your energy back right now. I am here. I am here right now. No thinking. I am here. And feel your body fill with your own light right now. Feel how you're sitting taller or standing taller. Feel how your spine just got a little longer. Feel how your shoulders might be set back a bit, chest up, chin up a bit, eyes open. Notice. Notice how you're presenting differently to the world. You present so differently when you're home. This is such a simple tool, and it has absolutely profound results. If you want help coming home, if you're seeking guidance, reach out to me for one-on-one guidance. I'm open now to take on a couple clients and I have the inner circle for this podcast. And that inner circle is amazing where you really get how to come home. And it's not just me, it's other women who've been there, who've definitely lost themselves. Everyone in the circle has definitely lost themselves. Some of us 
are finding ourselves again like I am. Some of us have found themselves again and want to support, but we are always becoming. Always. We're never not. We're never not going to have darkness because there's always more light. I'll end there. I hope you enjoyed this solo episode. And if you did, let me know. Or if you didn't, let me know because I want to please because I'm a people pleaser. (laughs) But really listen to episode eight if you're a people pleaser, because that one's awesome. Zach is really cool. And if you have any questions, reach out, please. Find Boundless Heart Pod on Instagram and let me know if you are in the dark or if you know it's time to go in the dark and it's scary. If you're in the dark and it's not scary, can you please teach me? (laughs) Because it's, for me, it's scary. It's really scary because you don't know who's coming out the other side, but it's really exciting too because you don't know who's coming out the other side and the magic that waits for you on the other side. And also just really remember that this human life is like a tiny blip in all of existence and it really doesn't matter. And you can't fuck it up. You cannot. You cannot make the wrong choice. We're so worried about being judgmental and everything, and all judgment is, is right or wrong. So we say there's no right or wrong, and then we're freaking out that maybe we made the wrong choice, or I have to make the right choice. No, because there isn't. There's this step, and then there's the next step. That's it. That's my little soapbox. Next week, Juniper Wong talks about attachment styles. This stuff is so fascinating that we are going to meet up again to continue our conversation. (laughs) Attachment styles is the way we interact in relationships. And it's not only romantic relationships, it's really everywhere in life. And if you don't know your attachment style, you're probably running pretty unconsciously these different patterns and they're not necessarily healthy. But when you do know your attachment style, you can work with it and you can make changes. I'm super excited for that episode. I'm super excited to talk to her again. And wherever you are, respect yourself so, so, so fully and so shamelessly. Because if you are in the dark right now, or if you've come out into the light, or if you're heading into the dark, you are an amazing human being. It's not easy to do this thing (laughs) called human life. So I applaud you. And I validate your experience no matter what it is. You're so worthy, especially of your own love. But if you don't have any of that right now, you have mine. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. And that's not why I love you. I just do. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing this podcast out with your friends. I just really honor you. And I wish only the best for you. So stay true to you. Pull your energy back in. Come home and don't give up on your life, your dreams give home.